morning. How are you going? Um, and yes, I will echo Beck's thank you to Nate and Beck for inviting me to share. Um, in the last few years, I've really, since doing the shred, um, the 30-day Read the Whole Bible shred, that's really piqued my um, love for the Bible and what it has to say and then um, making the word clear. So I, that's what I'll be doing today. Um, I've titled my little spiel, A Lifelong Love of Learning. So I think I've got a little picture. Great. I had to do a picture because unfortunately there was an issue of decapitation <laughs> um, last time I took her out of the house. Um, so this is what you get instead. <laughs> um, do you guys remember these? These willow tree figurines? They were very popular for a long time. You know, if you've got a birthday, Christmas, housewarming, get to Kurong, get me a willow tree figurine. All right, so my, this one, my grandpa actually gave to me. Um, and my grandpa, he was a really great man. He, um, he died a number of years ago, but I have such fond memories of him um, giving him a call on the phone and he'd say, geez, you look good today. And I said, Grandpa, you can't even see me. Um, or we'd go over to visit and he'd slip you a few dollars and say, go around to the shop and, and get yourself a treat. Um, but he was such a cheeky and funny um, man and spending time with him was always such a treat. Um, he was the minister of a church in Bendigo for many years. Um, but what I remember most about Grandpa was that he was the most well-read man I'd ever met. Going into his house, it was like walking into a library. He had every book under the sun. He loved to read uh, the great thinkers and philosophers, psychologists. Um, he even had a dog named Siggy after Freud. Um, but all of that, he loved to learn and he loved to glean knowledge and that's something that he really took pride in passing down to his children and to his grandchildren. And so when I moved here to Western Australia, geez, 12, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, holy moly, um, he gave me this figurine. So you can see she's sitting down, she's got a book open and her head is in and she's reading and the name of this figurine is called Wisdom, A Lifelong Love of Learning. So Grandpa, he was so proud of me for my pursuit of higher education. Um, he encouraged me in my studies. Um, you know, sometimes that didn't go well, like when I did German and that was a whole mess. Um, but I always loved having these moments where I would go back to Victoria and I would get to go and visit Grandpa and share with him the things that I had been learning. So this idea of learning I was pondering on and you know, um, Lyft has a really discipleship-focused ministry, which is great. And the word disciple literally means learner. So in Hebrew, the word is lemud, um, and that's an adjective that means taught or learned or discipled. And in Greek, um, we've got mathetes, which is the noun form, meaning a learner or a pupil or a disciple. And so when you're reading the New Testament, that mathetes word is what you see. Um, and so when we think about the 12 disciples, they were Jesus' pupils, they were his students. So they were sat under him learning how to live. And then we are called to be disciples, right? So if we're called to be learners, you know, we need to um, have someone that can teach us, um, someone that knows more than we do. We need um, someone who's been on that journey longer than we have. They've got insight that holds us accountable to what we learn. Um, and then I think about, well, where do we begin learning? 
You know, we go to school, we have teachers who instruct us and they teach us. Um, they've been to uni, they've done their exams, they know the curriculum. And for most of us, that's where our formal learning journey begins. And so then once you finish school, you get to make that decision. Well, am I going to go to uni? Will I go to TAFE? Maybe I'm going to do an online course. Um, Maybe I'm going to listen to some podcasts, who knows? But for me, there's a real intrinsic link between who we are as disciples and our relationship with the local church. I'm really passionate about the local church. It's a big part of why Sam and I moved churches here to lift at the beginning of last year. Um, but certainly within the church, you're going to find people who have been learning longer than you. Um, and even just in the sense that we come here and Pastor Nate has made it his vocation to teach us about the Word of God. You know, he has an anointing, he studies the Word and it's his job to make it clear to us. And I hear some, you know, nowadays people saying, well, I'll just be a disciple of Jesus, like that's good enough for me. And like definitely you should be a disciple of Jesus, that's really important, but we can't know everything and it's actually pride to think that you can do it by yourself. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 1, Paul instructs the church in Corinth to imitate me as I imitate Christ. You know, in Hebrews 13, the writer says, Remember your leaders who spoke the, way, uh, sorry, spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. So it's biblical. There are people who God has ordained um, as a good example following Jesus. And so because of that, I really strongly believe that how we engage with the church is actually really integral to how we grow as disciples. For many Christians, the church is where they begin their formal learning journey. You know, it's where they begin to learn about who they are in Christ and whose they are in Christ. You know, we've got a great team out in kids' church planting those seeds right at the very beginning. And there's now a lot of discussion, I guess, in a post-COVID world, a lot of question about, well, should we do church? I can just visit online. Um, you know, is the way we do church even the best way to do it? Maybe it's, you know, how do we make it different or more exciting or less rigid? Um, you know, what's, what's the point of even doing it this way? Isn't this, you know, format of coming to a building and worship and then a message and then fellowship, isn't that quite new? Actually, no, it's not quite new, you know, apart from the obvious examples that we see in um, Acts 2 or Hebrews 10.24, don't give up meeting together, even the Sermon on the Mount, we see a picture of the modern day church or the format of the modern day church as far back as Nehemiah 8. There's an anointing on why we follow certain practices when we meet together and that's why we haven't seen the format of church change all that much. So I'm going to draw a little bit out of Nehemiah 8. I don't have quite time to read the whole passage to you, and I'm sorry, I didn't uh, give it to you. So if you've got a Bible or someone near you has got a Bible, you can open to Nehemiah 8, um, and we'll pick out some bits from the passage 1 through 12. So let's have a look at some parallels in the format. In verse 3, it says that they met from daybreak until noon. So you're very lucky to have a sleep in, you get to come in at 10 o'clock, we're finished by midday, you get to go home and enjoy your Sunday. If we were back in the old days, then you're up at 6 and you're here until who knows when. You know, in verse 4 it says that Ezra stood on a high platform. Thank God. 
And in verse 5, he opened the book. So when we come to church, we should expect to hear something from the Bible, that the word should be opened and that's where we should be learning from. So apart from those parallels, I think that Nehemiah 8 actually gives us some really great steps to being lifelong learners. If our devotion is to Jesus and to follow him, we want to be great lifelong learners. So I've got four, um, four tips about how to be great lifelong learners that come from Nehemiah 8. So the first is that we need to respond to the Lord in praise. Verse 6 says, Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. And they bowed, their, bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So when we become students under the Most High God, first we've got to take time to acknowledge His presence, His might, His wonder. You know, we praise God for the privilege that it is to worship Him. That's why playing, you know, music at the beginning of the service is so important because it allows us to position ourselves to give praise to God um, and be receptive to what he wants to teach us. The second thing that we can do to be great lifelong learners is to be attentive. Verse 3 says, and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And I'll be the first person to put my hand up and say that sometimes I scroll through Instagram when I should be listening to Pastor Nate or now I have a baby and trying to chase him around. I'm not very um, engaged all of the time. But when we come to church, we need to do our best to put away those distractions. You know, we need to be intentional about the fact that we've come here for a purpose um, and we want to dedicate our time to being in the presence of God and learning more about him and what it means to be one of his followers. The third thing that we can do is weep in response to the law. So in the second half of verse 9 it says, For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. When I was reading and making sure that I'm, you know, telling you something correct, it's pretty common among the commentary that the people who are weeping in response to the law, it's about a conviction that they've had about not upholding the law. And so obviously in 2024, we don't live under the law, we live under grace. So for us, this might look a bit more like um, a personal response to a conviction about sin in our lives. You know, we all have sin um, and the Lord is really eager to forgive us when we repent. You know, when we sit under teaching from the word and as we begin to clarify what living a Christ-centered life looks like, we actually can begin to identify those habits and behaviors that maybe don't bring life um, or that cause separation in our relationship with God. And when we come face to face with our own sin, it should cause weeping, literally or figuratively. Being a disciple means learning that even though all things are permissible, not everything is beneficial. And we should feel challenged to take what we've learned and make a shift. Because God talks about the transformation of our hearts, the best way to know that Jesus, you, that Jesus is Lord of your life is that there's a transformation that takes place that you identify and then a change comes. And then the final thing that we can do to be great lifelong learners um, is to fellowship and celebrate with joy because we understand the word. Verse 12 says, Then all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food and to celebrate with great joy because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. So in my experience, Lyft does this whole eating and celebrating thing pretty well. 
I've only been here 12 months, but if we can get around food, we certainly do. And it's part of uh, this part of being a lifelong learner that can really help us understand the value of actually coming together physically. Because you can certainly do a lot of learning from listening to sermons online, um, reading, all from the comfort of your own home. But when it comes to celebrating, that's a bit trickier to do in isolation. We can't share in the joy of communal growth and understanding alone. And that's why, you know, you hear from the team all the time, get involved in a connect group, invite someone along for Sunday lunch. It's such a wonderful way to take what we learn on a Sunday and apply it into the rest of our life. And that's the the wonderful part of learning is being able to share that experience together. We don't learn for our own selfishness. We learn so that others may also learn. So all of that to say, we don't want to undervalue the, the purpose of church. It can be really easy to make it a low priority. But I think in terms of when we think about reaching people and they're going to come in, we need to have people here so that they can begin their formal learning journey. And with those things, when we become better learners, we help others to become better learners. Um, and so we thank God that um, he has developed this way that we can come together um, and that we get to participate with him in that. That's it. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. Follow us on Instagram at The Lift Church or on Facebook at Lift Church Perth. That will give you all the up-to-date information about what's happening in the life of our church. Thanks again for listening. God bless.